welcome to All About the Benefits. This show is dedicated to helping you better understand the world of benefits so that you can better serve those that serve you. And now, here's your host, Lori Jewett. All right. Welcome back, you guys. I am super excited that you're with me today and also that I'm back with Jeremy Schreifels. We, um, if you remember, he was, I think, one of my like first three or four guests. I think, wasn't it? Wasn't it about that? I was so, in the first five for sure. Yeah, it was, it was before I had any idea what I was doing when I was still like rushing people at the 20 minute mark. And um, that, but that was before I hit the stage where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to keep you much longer. And then I talked for 20 more minutes. So I'm excited because I've, I've grown a lot and kind of understand the whole process now. And you have got so many new cool things going on since we talked last. So um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I know you got a lot going on, but I'm super excited. Thank you so much for, for making the time to come back. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to be back and very, very true. Um, the growth from episode one to today is is awesome. I was listening to your most recent episode earlier this week. So congratulations. Thank you. Kudos. You made it past the eight episode mark and you're still going. So awesome for you. Keep it going. Uh, so introduce myself, Jeremy Schreifels, um, co-founder and creator of Monumental Voice Media, where we bring your voice to life. And that's kind of, that's where I've been spending the bulk of my time lately, uh, working with folks doing podcast launch creation and implementation, and also audiobooks for authors, specifically in the business and personal development space, because we know a lot of people in that space um, and see the impact that those voices coming to life actually has for the readers because we know from the science that somebody reading the book and listening to the audiobook actually simultaneously they actually retain the information better and um, they have a better deeper knowledge of what's actually being delivered and you know Lori in some cases the audiobook is the only way for some people to capture that information because reading is a challenge not because they're unable, but just because sometimes it's hard for the brain to process that information. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I need the audiobook, which is why you and I have discussed with mine. We're going to do our best to release the audiobook and the, I don't want to call it normal book, but you know, paper book, I guess. Sure. As close to the same time as we can because my target audience isn't going to be able to focus <laughs> long enough to get past. You know, someone said in my Facebook group, she said, okay, we'll put everything that is important in chapter one because most of us aren't going to get past that. And I'm like, but the audiobook, <laughs> well. Right. They can skip around and they can take in different, different pieces at different times and, and then they can capture it. Um, I think it's something that's interesting that I've been testing out when I've been listening to audiobooks myself is listening to it at like 1.2 or 1.3 times the speed because our brain actually has to focus a little bit harder. So if we feel ourselves drifting sometimes, then I will, um, I'll increase that speed so that we make sure that I don't have to worry about it. I can just keep taking in the information. Yeah, as fast as I talk, I don't think you'll be able to do that on mine. <laughs> <laughs> you might sound like a chipmunk at that point. Yeah, it, it would be like hy- hyper speed. But, yes. So we'll you got- slow you down. We'll slow you down. Yeah. 
Everybody's going to have to listen to mine on like 0.5 speed or something. But <laughs> um, so, you know, the the audiobook thing, you've got that going, which I'm obviously I'm super excited about because that is how my brain works. I need even if I'm going to read a physical book, having the audiobook as well is super helpful for me. Um, yeah. I mean, even so I'm I've started studying the Bible and trying to kind of and I'm having to do that. Thank goodness there's apps for that. There's also, you know, audiobook. Um, and I love that they picked people that have upbeat voices because it can be confusing enough. And so then you have these people with great tonality doing the, the audio Bible. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that it's not, you know, super monotone, slow. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's interesting to me that you, that you even say it like that, because I feel like sometimes when you talk about an audiobook, regardless of the genre that you're in that some people just feel like that's what it is. They're like, oh, I don't want to listen to that droning out voice or kind of the boring, like that's why we encourage our authors to read. Now, of course, um, God can't read the Bible. <laughs> However, you know, I think giving it a little bit of life and, um, and character helps, the, you know, that helps the listener mm -hmm. because we don't want to detract from the listener's experience. And I think like what you said, you're like, if I hear a monotone voice or it's just kind of bores me for a minute, I'm not going to want to listen. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair to yourself or to the author. Well, when I, so when I first started getting into the self-development and especially, you know, the business development side of it, I can't remember the name of the book. I think it was when Flint friends and influence people, I mm -hmm. bought the audiobook and I was so excited and like, Two minutes in, I turned it off, and that's been years ago, and I never went back to it because it was so monotone and so bleh, that I'm I like, feel, I'm done. Yeah, I feel like some of those early business books, and especially the personal development books, like they just had this like kind of like almost stoic person reading it, almost like you were gaining some sort of higher power by just listening to their words. But what we really wanted to do is take in the information. Mm -hmm. um, I'm listening to The 48 Laws of Power, which is a great book. It's 14 and a half hours of audio, even at 1.3 speed. And it is that exact tonality. So I can only take it in small chunks and then I got to go listen to something else because it's that monotone kind of stoic men, um, tone quality. Mm-hmm. I don't want to check out. I want to be able to take in the information. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's how I am. Well, it's like um, any of Ryan Stuman's books that are, that Danny does. Yes. Those are fun to listen to because his tonality and his energy are just unmatched. <laughs> yeah. And they bring out the character of the book, which is why we like our authors to read their books because nobody tells their story like they do. Like nobody can read your book like you'll read it because you can bring that story to life. And the benefit is, is you can ad lib a little bit in the audiobook space compared to the print book space. Don't so tell me that. You know I'm going to take that and run with it. <laughs> we know. You're going to have yeah. to like slow me down and be like, wait, no, you're, what? We That's still have reins. We keep the reins on you, Lori. <laughs> Since I know you like horses, we keep the reins on you. But, you know, you got to run too. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm actually more excited about that. I've made a lot of progress lately. Um, Hillary actually sent me an email recently and I didn't realize how much I had done. I, I sent her everything that I had 
And I had way more done than I really thought that I did um, because I, I've, I've done it so slowly and I've been, you know, taking such long breaks in between because, you know, my world is changing too. And it's totally different, you know, way than your, than yours has, you know, adding all the things since the last time we did this. But I, I caught myself making excuses and not even realizing that they were excuses right? Like, oh, well, I have this going on. I'll have that going on. Well, I sat down and watched, you know, three episodes of whatever Christmas light fight. I could have <laughs> written, you know, three and as quickly as I get the chapters out, whenever I sat down to do them, because I do when I when I sat down, I can knock a chapter out in, you know, 45 minutes, I'm not saying it's perfect, and it needs some editing, but like the main content. So how many Christmas light fights have I watched that I, I could have written like three books by now? So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that knowing that you're doing that, though, is is what kind of gets you through that space and gets you to to do that creative. And next time when you write your second book, because I know that you're going to write a second book, because I feel like you're like me once you got the itch and it's out, you're like, I need probably should do another one. Mm hmm. You'll be able to be like, oh, I can find those spaces and just tap into those moments and then not feel bad when I'm not writing in the other ones. Like, what if you wrote a chapter during one of those three episodes and then just mm-hmm. watched the other two and was fine with it? Yeah. Rather than like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm mad that I didn't write three chapters. How about I just wrote one? Mm-hmm. Write another one tomorrow because you can do that. Yeah. And that's that I, I think. Once I get this done and it's a finished product, I, I visualize or imagine, I guess, that everything will just fall into place on the next one. Because right now I have so much doubt and uncertainty. You know, it's it, someone that I respect very much calls it the FUDs, fear, uncertainty, doubt, and suspicion. And mm-hmm. I have that. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm uncertain. I have doubt that, you know, I I can or should do this. And now I'm getting past that. So I think as soon as like it's done and the audiobook is done and the world gets to realize how insane my brain actually is, <laughs> then I will be motivated to do, you know, the next one. Yeah. But I'm, I'm more looking and forward was... to the audiobook because I know that's how I need it. And I know that my yes. ideal listener or reader is actually a listener. So I'm excited about that. And I think that you're doing a good job of keeping that kind of reader-centric and listener-centric idea. And I think that that is going to make it actually an even better book. I know that's one thing that when I wrote my book, I tried to really keep that reader-centric. Like, what do these people really need from me? What do they want from me? And how are they going to take in the information? And then it becomes more of a conversation. Like if they were sitting in a room, you were reading the book to them and they could maybe interject a conversation I really feel like that's what your book is going to be for the reader and the listener. Well, you're the only other person, only person other than Hillary that I've sent the bulk of it to. So I'm mm-hmm. like, these two, right now, only two people think I'm insane. <laughs> so I'm like, you're insane. And as soon as we, as soon as I list it, they're going to be like, oh, there's people in the world that think like that. <laughs> yep. Apparently more than I realized. <laughs> and we're awesome. And that's what, the, that's what I want people to understand is, that it's okay, you know? Yeah. And, and I think you're already doing that. You're reaching those people. And I know that you have a group that you have and you're, and you're talking about those things. And I, 
think that's creating some amazing conversation, which is fantastic. Um, I know that you've had some conversations with my daughter who is diagnosed with ADHD. And I think she's actually also been on the podcast. Yes. I think it's super amazing. And you prompted her to make her own podcast and to be able to talk to teens about this. So I think it's great that you poured that knowledge and that energy into somebody and inspired them to want to do. So I only imagine that that will happen on a much larger scale. Yeah, I need to get Jenna back on so we can plug her podcast now. Now that she's, because she said she she got eight episodes, like, right. She hit the eight right there. That is so smart because I stressed about the eight until I got the eighth one done because that's the statistic, right? You know, you get past eight, you've beat the statistic of, um, you know, the majority of people that start one. So that's awesome that she knocked that out because that was the hardest part for me is getting past the mental part of that. (laughs) Sure, that makes sense. And you're, and you know, you're doing interviews and doing some of those kinds of things. So there's a few more, maybe technical things or scheduling type of things that you have to be like, oh, a little more sensitive to. Yeah. I, I want to get into the, the solo podcasts, but I'm afraid that I would get like seven hours in thinking I was like only half an hour in, <laughs> but you know what? That's like a couple months worth of podcasts, right? I was like, that could be like 20 episodes, depending on how you want to chop those chop those segments up. Yeah. Which so I think it's great. Well, you know, we, we talked about the, the audio books that, you know, you have going, which anybody that has a book or is considering writing a book, do the audio book, put it, you've already put in the, the work and effort to do, to write the book and get your content out there. You can reach more people. You know, some people, it's not just because their brain works a little differently. Some people it's because they drive all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the audio book works better. You know, when I'm, I don't drive as much as I used to, but when I was driving audiobooks, podcasts, that's what I like to keep on because it, you know, it, I was able to feed my brain, um, while I was, you know, driving six hours round trip or whatever the case is, but you know, podcasts. So you, you, you're doing the explain to the, your podcast program. Cause I still don't understand exactly, you know, how that's working. I know you, you're onboarding people and getting, um, a lot of podcasts out there. So diving into a little bit of that, if you don't mind. Sure. So we do our podcasting clients. We have two different versions. Um, one is the audio only version. And so that is like a, you know, a traditional podcast. And basically we do it in a done for you kind of space. Basically what happens is our clients send us the raw audio, whether it's from a, a solo episode or an interview type of episode, like we're on today. Mm-hmm. And then we take care of editing and mixing and mastering and setting that all up for them. We take care of all the show notes and fulfillment. So basically a true done for you type of service. So you, you come into the space, we take care of it and then your podcast launches on where it needs to be. Um, the one added benefit we do for a launch is we create all of the custom intros and we coach you through that process. We get everything set up for you and with you. And then we create um, like the custom intros, which is a little bit different than some people. And then we also create, um, we do a little bit stringier editing, we're finding. Mm -hmm. So we go in and do a little bit more technical editing on the audio side of things instead of just kind of like a single pass through and then it's good to go. 
Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit more picky with the editing than um, some other services. It's just something that we've chosen to do based on what we want to do because we expect excellence because um, my partner, Danny, and I, we've lived in the audio space for so long. We want to hear good audio. So we don't want our the listeners of our clients' podcast to not hear good audio. Mm-hmm. The second one is we do video now. That's something that we've recently added because we just we see video podcasts being kind of the TV of the future. Um, it's right up there with YouTube and what people are doing with Reels and Facebook and those kinds of things right now. So we're also taking the video. You can do a we do a full video episode. We'll put video intros, video outros. But then the other thing we do is, especially for busy business owners and you know, these are a lot of the people that are doing these types of podcasts. Um, we'll cut up some of the episode for them and cut out reels and do some of those kinds of ancillary content things. So now that they have opportunities for their marketing team, or if they have VAs or something like that, to be able to distribute content for them based on that podcast episode all week long. So it's like, they're getting a podcast, but they're also getting maybe three to four pieces of content per episode so that they can use that for their social media and their branding and their business. But then it's something that they don't have to think about. It's already built in and they can just create the episodes like what we're doing today. Again, we just get the raw footage and take it from there. I love that being able to use it for that content because that's something that I the consistency of content is something that I struggle with, even with my Facebook group. I, yeah. I, I do great. I'm like, there's, a you know, five days in a row that I have, I think is something clever or fun to post or to, you know, really, in my case, I want conversations to spark because I'm using those conversations as inspirations for the end of the book. But um, yes. it's that that takes a lot for me. So having that just done and be like, all right, great. I've got my episode for this week and my, you know, four pieces of content to sprinkle. And that that's invaluable in my opinion. Yeah. It's time and energy saved, right. For, for our clients, because we also understand like it's just busy, but we also know that you understand as the client that you need those pieces of content already. So if you just know that, well, I know that I'm going to have three or four pieces of content. Well, if you do two or three episodes per week and you're getting three to four pieces of content for each episode, I mean, that's basically seven to eight pieces of content a week. So that's, you have a guaranteed post every day if you wanted to say nothing else. Mm -hmm. I would recommend you certainly do. However, (laughs) you have seven days worth of content. And for you know, as well as I do, like, and you just stated it's like it's sometimes it's hard to come up with that even one post a day. You know, some social media gurus would tell you you should be posting two or three times a day just to kind of keep that momentum. But I mean, that's you think about that's 21 pieces of content you gotta come up with each week. That's yeah. So. I I watch these people that post in multiple groups. I'm like, how do they do it? I can't keep up with my own like personal Facebook page, much let much less all the business and groups that I'm in and and everything like that. But exactly. So it just it gives an opportunity to take some burden off of the of the business owner or the person that's off our clients. Just makes it a little easier for them and they have guaranteed content and it's good. It's quality. It's stuff that they can use. It's not just 
kind of thrown together. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that that's something that everybody needs because, you know, even just not, not even audio or video, but so we've started this horse subscription box thing, which not sure that was the best idea, but I'm committed. So I'm sticking with it. But I've, you know, my virtual assistant reached out and she's like, I need better pictures. So she sent me some examples of pictures. It is so hard to get good quality pictures. And I have all of the lighting and stuff, but man, even just setting up the lighting for the pictures is so much work, um, which is really not for nor- normal people to be like, you know, that takes like three minutes, right? And I'm like, yeah, but I have to Google how to do it because I bought all those umbrella lights and never used them. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, so as hard as it is for pictures, I mean, audio and video is like so much more complex than that. So just being able to provide that for people in, you know, one stop shop. And I've, and I've, I mean, I've seen the proposal cause you and Dean have been talking about whenever he starts his, you know, working together. So I've seen your proposal and it literally is one stop shop. So I think that's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks. I mean, we try to make it, we want to make it easy. It's because the hard part is that you have to be the deliverer of content. You have to you have to schedule this. You have to set this up. You have to facilitate it. And especially if you're doing an interview style, right? Some people, we have a couple of clients that they do weekly, like five days a week, but they're you know they're shorter episodes and they're in, and they're solo, so that makes it a little bit easier for them because they can sit down in an hour and they can crank out five episodes. Versus you sit down in an hour, you get one episode. So that's mm-hmm. one week worth versus them. Even though that's still their one week worth, it still takes them an hour. But they could sit, you know, the weekly clients that are doing shorter episodes, I say, take two or three hours on a Saturday morning and just do a half a month or worth of, and then you can just do that every other weekend. So it's we're trying to take the burden off the client you know, and that's the other part that we're trying to do is just educate and help to kind of put those pieces into place and make sure that they make sense in their world, right? Because mm-hmm. your success on the podcast is also ours. So well, we wanna, it needs to be mutual and there needs to be a helping piece, a coaching piece back and forth. And I think it a, a key to all this is knowing your ideal client. You know your ideal client. Your ideal client is busy. And needs to be able to, you know, spend two, two and a half hours every other week to be able to get that, you know, seven days a week worth of content mm-hmm. rather than, um, you know, having to do all of the legwork. Because I can't imagine how long it would take to not only record seven short episodes, but edit them, add the intro and outro, you know, chop up the content. I mean, oh my goodness, that's it. It would take forever. So I, I think one important part of it is we all, no matter what we do, is we need to know our ideal client and what's important to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And finding that, you know, for lack of a better place, a pain point. What's the pain mm-hmm. point? Well, yeah. it's time. It's time and that effort and that energy. And it's valuable. It's more valuable for you to be out there servicing your clients than it is trying to edit and upload a video to YouTube and to cut that up and figure out how to use three different pieces of software. And then you have to sit and bounce it out and like all the technical things that would go with it. Um, I was talking to our video editor the other day and literally a lot of the time in video is actually rendering 
which is the final process of once you complete all of it, you have to render that video. That takes the longest. But mm -hmm. if you have a one hour episode, it takes a minimum of one hour to render that video. And I'm, if you have, you know, a couple episodes a week, you don't have a couple hours to just sit there and let your computer do the thing because you can't really do a lot while it's doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can't have always that multitasking ability. But we just take that off of you and you can just go sell. And then our team takes care of their piece of each piece of the pie. Hmm. Well, I for me, you said that it's so funny, the rendering part of it, because just waiting on the Zoom, like whenever we end a Zoom meeting, waiting on it to download to my computer, it only takes like, I don't know, four minutes. But for me, even in like an hour long episode, it only takes a couple minutes. But for me, I sit there and just watch it because I'm like, okay, I have other things I need to do. And I think even in that, I can probably multitask when I'm scared to because I'm always afraid that I'm going to mess something up. Yeah. So you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. If it, an hour of not being able to do to multitask would be <laughs> detrimental to me. <laughs> yeah. And what's that hour worth to you? I mean, you, how many um, open enrollment moments mm -hmm. can you take care of in that hour? Well, a lot. Yeah. And that's more valuable to your business. And so that's why we're here to, you know, we found that ideal client that has that, like we, they know they need these things and they see the value in having those things, but also having a voice in whatever their, their space is. And so they can deliver that. And then it's just taken care of. It shows up. They have a folder. If they have a, you know, a VA, that VA can just go right into that folder. They can take care of all the scheduling. All you did was record the episode, but all of these other things happened mm -hmm. in and around that. And I think that that's the power of what we're trying to do for business owners. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like magic. You, you got little you magic elves that handle everything. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, all I did was talk for an hour. And then I have, you have seven episodes. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. We do have an amazing team. And I think that, that we spent a lot of time up front finding the right people to do, the, to do each part of the job because I equated it to when I hire people to produce a song in my studio, when I'm doing songwriting and producing artists, is like I find the right guitarist and the right bass player and the right keyboard player and the right backup singers to support that artist. So I said... We're going to find the right audio editors, the right video editors, the right content creators so that we can help our clients and all of those people to love to do what they do. We like to help people. So we're helping people by bringing them in. And all of these other people on our team are helping our clients by doing what they do really well. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, I have the ability to do all of those things but I don't love doing all of them. And so we brought in those people, right? We talk about hiring people that are better than we are and surrounding mm -hmm. yourself with people that are better. So we've done that. Our team is each of their segments, each of their spaces is where they excel and they have joy and they have passion around what they do. Well, and there again, with kind of the pain points, you have a lot that you do. You've got your coffee brand, which... I'll definitely drop the link here um, whenever awesome. whenever this airs. But you've got your gigs and you're playing gigs all you know all the time all over the place. So you know needing to do all those things that you don't necessarily you know love to do. 
would probably cause you to get burned out pretty quick. I mean, at least it was for me. Yeah. Um, So I think it's awesome that you, and before we started recording, you mentioned someone, I'm glad you brought that up because before we started recording, you mentioned someone that you have on your team that absolutely loves what they do, which when you're passionate about what you do, it makes it, the end product is better. I don't know. Not that you can like feel the passion or see it, but I think you can (laughs) when someone loves what they do. I 100% agree with you. I believe that you can. Um, because if you are loving what you do, it, it does come out. It doesn't matter what your business is, what your product is, what your service is. If you are passionate about that part, it is going to come out in the end result. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have a team of people around you that have that passion for each of their verticals, that's where synergy happens. And your listener base are the, are the benefactors of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the one thing that we talked about right before we got on when I was talking about that person loving what they do was me being able to al- hand that off to them. Um, and like you said, I have a lot of things that I have going on and that I'm doing on a regular basis. And I've always been the person to do all of those things. Well, I think the beautiful part about now is we have a team of people that I can be like, yes, do this because I know you love it. I can do it, but I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And that allows me to open up more space to do these other things at a higher level and that all the things stay at that higher level. Right? We become, what is, I forget the actual phrase, but, you know, we do all of these things, but we're like the master of none. Yeah. How funny. I just realized what it says behind me. Be afraid of mediocrity. Mediocrity, starting ambition, greatness, and excellence. You said something that reminded me that that was behind my head. (laughs) It's a great phrase, by the way. I mean, it is. It is. It's hard to be spread thin and excel at anything, much less all of the things. And that's something that I personally have always struggled with is delegation. And I, I want to be, which that has changed very, very, very significantly in my life over the last what nine and a half, ten weeks, is. I am able now to focus more on the things that I'm passionate about, the customer service, taking care of my clients, being there for them. That's what motivates and drives me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. And I've, I feel like that was forced upon me, you know, being able to focus on those things. But I struggled with delegation. I, I struggled even, you know, maybe it's because I, I didn't have the right people that loved the things, or maybe it's just because I, and a neurodivergent control freak. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> it could be some combination of all of them. Probably. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in there. So one of the things that I wanted, I definitely wanted you to talk about as far as, you know, podcasting. Mm-hmm. What? Because I never, ever thought about getting a podcast. And this one has evolved so much since I started it. And it really hasn't been that long. Um, what? groups of people or businesses or, you know, industries who can benefit from starting a podcast and getting their, their message out there? The short answer is all of them. The less short answer is those who want to become an authority for their clients. And I use the, I say authority, but it doesn't mean that for instance, let's use your podcast all about benefits. But 
we haven't talked about like life insurance or um, long-term disability or supplemental care, any of those kinds of like insurance things that we would consider benefits. Mm -hmm. But what we have talked about is the benefits of being able to delegate, the benefits of being able to surround yourself with a stronger team, the benefits of getting your voice out there and what is time value against. So you are an authority on benefits because you bring in people to talk about things that can benefit mm -hmm. other business owners, other entrepreneurs, and, and individuals. I think the beauty of your podcast specifically is it covers such a variety of topics that it fits every vertical. For somebody thinking about like, should I or shouldn't I? Usually the barrier is I don't know how to do it. So I have a fear about doing it. So I'm not going to do it. But everybody else has a podcast. Yeah. And you don't have to. But I think if you want to be an authority in your space, it certainly brings credibility. And it's an easy way. It's mm -hmm. an easy way to have content. It's an easy way to talk about your business and talk about yourself. I was... Um, one of the new recent things that I've started doing is I'm producing a, an internet radio show, which is a talk show. Uh, it's actually Hillary's talk yeah. show. And so I produce her radio show. And, you know, one thing that we, we talked about with that is just, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm rubbing off on you. I didn't know wow. you could do that every It Zoom. just literally went away. What? That fast. That's insane. Now you know what my brain is like. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I've been talking to my daughter a lot the last couple of days. So, <laughs> And um, for anybody that missed that episode, go back and listen to it because Jenna and I, our conversation, it was so fun because we really do think a lot alike and kind of several people reached out to me after that and were like, that was so helpful because you know, understanding that it's okay that you can, who my podcasts never start and finish the same way. Like I mm -hmm. am all over the place, but it gives people that like permission, I guess we, we need that, right? We need, Oh, somebody else is doing this. So even if I feel like I have nothing to say or that I, no one's going to understand the way that my thought process works, put it out there. Somebody will. Somebody will. I think that's the, I mean, I think that's the most powerful point we could make is somebody will. And more importantly, somebody might need it. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's powerful. I think that's the power of the voice. When we hear that it's more than just a book. It's more than just a Facebook post. It's more than just um, something that pops across a billboard while we're driving. Like mm -hmm. the power of the vo human voice is amazing. Well, it's, you know, while you get your thought process back and figure out about Hillary and Sandcastle Media uh, or Sandcastle Radio, it's gone. Yeah, it'll come back. <laughs> you know what? The, we'll just have to book another call and do another episode. We will. But, you know, something that I wanted to touch on before we end is the getting your word out there. So last week, I think it was, no, two weeks ago, I don't know, I don't know, a week or two ago, I had Amy on, which you guys can't see this, but I'm holding up her book, um, Amy Hesper. Absolutely, just she's an inspiration. Her speak, the changes in her speaking abilities from the first time I met her, because she was literally the first person I met at an Apex event ever. Um, 
she was my introduction to that at, you know, at, at one of the dinners. But she is, I mean, she's an inspiration. And so a couple of different things about this is, I, you know, like we do, I bought 10 copies of her book, you know, and I've been keeping them with me because, well, as an example, two days ago, and you and I kind of talked a little bit about it, but I, I've got some big decisions that I'm making. And I don't, I, I, I'm, you know, I don't know really how to make the decisions or where to go with it. But randomly, my mother-in-law, who I gave a copy of this book, texted me and she said, you need to read chapter six and seven of Amy's book. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I stuck one in my work bag. Well, then today I was at an enrollment. And here, here's where the, the all about the benefits ties back. I was at an enrollment, you know, speaking with a lady who works for a local school district. Amazing, just an amazing human going through a lot with her family. And we, we, we got to talking about, you know, like praying for each other and things of that nature. And I was able to reach in my bag, pull out a copy of this book, hand it to her. And I told her, I said, okay, so search my name in whatever podcast app you have, search my name or even search Amy's name. And that episode will pop up and listen to it because it will help you. It, you know, she's talking about, she's got a lot of things to cope. And I'm like, not only did we talk about, you know, Amy's book, Love Yourself Like God Loves You, but we also talked about how she uses art and creativity as a therapeutic outlet. So by me starting a podcast, having absolutely no idea what I was doing, just putting it out there like, okay, I'm supposed to do this, so I'm going to do it. I was able to then connect a client who this could really help, you know, Amy's words in her book and on the podcast. So there are, you know, there we go, here the word benefit, there are benefits that we don't foresee of getting our message out there, whether that's public speaking, a book, a podcast, whatever you, you know, you're thinking about doing. Yeah. And I was, I was actually thinking about your podcast this week and I don't remember why it came up. Um, and it was the name. And I think it was because I'm just like, I'm constantly trying to think like from a, how can I help my clients perspective? And so you're, your podcast came across my listening space and I was like, Oh, all about the benefits. It made me think about that. And while you were just saying that, I almost think like you could be like all about the benefits, the impact you didn't know, like all about the impact, but like all about the benefits. But I love that, like that idea of impact. And I think more than anything, that's what you're having. You're having impact. And it's not even the impact that I initially set out for. Because if I'm being completely honest, this started out as a kind of a marketing thing. I was going to, you know, market towards business owners to get myself more clients. But it's it's become about so much more. I think even by the time I recorded the first episode, that had changed. Because I, I kind of realized mm-hmm. that that's not really me. Like, I, 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 I want people to find me on their own and, you know, referrals. And I pride myself on my customer service. So that part of it kind of like dropped, but at the same time, it really, it still has, it's gotten people to, you know, see me as an authority, not even necessarily on what I originally intended, but Hey, this person cares. She wants to help people get their message out there. She wants, you know, you know, whatever, everybody to find and become the best version of themselves. So totally changed years, but that's the story of my life, right? right. (laughs) We should all be shifting gears once in a while. Yeah. Well, let's see. So what else? Did you remember the Sandcastle and Hillary thing yet? It's lost. I think what (laughs) I was really trying to go for, um, 
was more along what you were saying, kind of that transformation piece. I think about the fact that I think that I think this marks my 20th podcast interview for 2022. That's awesome. With you today. So I'm super excited about that. But what I'm really excited about is what a difference those 20 episodes made. Mm-hmm. And just me being able to have a conversation in this space, in this medium, and not just bring value to the person on the other side of the screen, but also bring value to their listeners and kind of, it gives you a chance to grow as well. So as someone who's starting a podcast or launching, know that it's not supposed to be good in the beginning. When I was teaching high school students 20 years ago, the first thing I said to them is you have to suck before we can be good. So Mm -hmm. let's get the suck out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. Let's just be terrible so that we can move through that. And now we can get to the, let's get good part. And then from good, we can get to great because it's fun to be great. That's not fun to suck. So let's just get it over with. Let's get through it. And I think that's part of that growth process. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because that's, I mean, that's everything that we want to grow on. You know, I'm one of the things that I'm starting that I'm terrified of is um, a, an amazing lady that's also relatively new to our church. Um, as am I, she and I are starting a teen youth group on Wednesday nights and terrified. So terrified right now. Um, and I was speaking with the pastor a couple of days ago and we were talking about it and he, I said, well, I know I'm going to make a lot of mistakes in my head and I'm going to overthink it. And he said, oh, you're going to make a lot of mistakes in person too. They're going to happen. Let's get you past it. And, you know, luckily kids, like most people are forgiving and probably won't remember the silly, you know, if I, I forget a word or misquote a verse or whatever it is. Um, but it, it's, it's the same concept of what you're just saying. He was like, let's just, we got to start and you'll get better. You're going to make mistakes, except the fact that you're going to make mistakes. You're going to say things that you really wish you didn't say, but you can't get great at it until you start. Yeah. Oh, was it Watson created the light bulb? He didn't, he's like, I didn't find the way to make a light bulb. He found, he goes, I found a thousand ways to not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just have to go through that. You have to go through that process. You have to have that, those experiences. And that it's what makes you better as a person, as a business owner. Mm-hmm. All of those things. Yeah. It's and that's like, you know, with benefit. Uh, yeah. There you go. See, it all. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, it, yeah. And I think that's the important part is I had a lot of people, I I have a great support system. I have a lot of friends that have written books and done podcasts and involved. And, you know, Steve Gamlin is the first person I think that told me, he said, okay, so most podcasters don't make it past their eighth episode. So in my head the whole time, I'm like, all right, I, I think I I recorded eight episodes in like a week and a half because I, I wanted it done. Cause that was in my head. I'm like, all right, if I make it past that, I'm golden. Yes. Um, and you did in that. Yeah. I made it. I was grateful to make it past that. And now I'm at the point that I'm like, okay, I got to stop recording like one every other week because I, I got to get back to that. All right. Maybe I need to make it past my like 30th episode or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so yeah, if you're considering it, reach out. Jeremy and Danny are not super high pressure. They will let you know how they can help. I know this for a fact because, you know, we've 
not only are we friends, but we've talked about several, you know, business ventures or partnerships, I guess, in the future that we will, um, you know, once everything calms down and I figure out how to talk to teen kids and sell insurance and write a book and all of those things. Um, be fine. It's fine. Um, I feel like Ross right now. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> In Minnesota, but, we call that the, we call that the Minnesota F word. Fine. Yeah, I'm fine. That's the Minnesota F word. <laughs> so there's some Midwest um, dialect for you. <laughs> Good to know. I'm not going to say I'm fine anymore. You're going to think I'm swearing at you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so reach out. I'm going to put all of the, you know, the links and everything, but make sure that you, you at least learn about the process. If it's something you're even considering and even if you're not considering it, I, I ask of you at least consider it, whether you go with Jeremy or, you know, try and go it alone, which ooh, I, I wouldn't, I don't know that I, I wouldn't have made it past episode one if I had to go it alone, but, um, you know, get your message out there. And your message might not even, my message is not at all what I started out thinking my message was. It has evolved and I've grown significantly um, and it's changed. So, you know, get your message out there and worst case scenario, you reach out, you learn a little bit about the podcasting process and hopefully you don't put it off because imperfect action is better than no action. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a podcast, um, Lindsay Parsons, she has a podcast. It's her and her son who's like 11 or 12. And it's just them having conversations about what it's like to be a child in today's age. And they're beautiful conversations about like, how do we deal with kids who spend too much time on screens or, and like you're getting a parent perspective and the child perspective. And it's, it's, it's kind of a cool synergy of, so the topic doesn't matter. The conversation does. Absolutely. And that's, that was the, with, um, I had Bob on, I think, a couple of days ago is when that one aired. And that's what he talked about. It's just conversations. His whole thing was just have a conversation. Um, and he wasn't even talking about podcasting, but same concept. Get, you know, yeah. get the information out there. So, well, I am coming up on like really close to the time that I have you booked for. So is there anything else that you want to put out there before we wrap up? I would say from somebody who does a multitude of things, as you do a multitude of things, just make sure you stay focused on like, what's your passion and what are you trying to accomplish? I think with the multitude of things I do, I try to make them all fall under one vertical and that's me. They're all an example or a shining light of who I am, which makes them all much easier. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And that's great advice. I wrote it down for myself too. <laughs> There's so many things, little nuggets that get dropped on here that I'm like, I want to get them all tattooed on my wrist so I can just look at these things all the time and remind myself of that because I'm I'm guilty of getting excited and doing this and that and you know, chasing squirrels, which the we subtitle of my book might have just a spoiler, something about chasing squirrels, because every time I sat down. Um, to come up with like subtitle ideas, squirrels come to mind. I don't know. Go figure. <laughs> Just sitting over there getting squirrely. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's funny. <laughs> but well, I'm full of them. We could sit here all day, Lori. I love it. 
Yeah. Well, maybe I would like actually finish the book. Um, I overthink the chapter titles though. I'm like, oh, I have to have perfect chapter titles. And Hillary's like, no, topics, stay to your outline. <laughs> topics, right? We'll figure that part out later. And I'm like, but I need to do it now. <laughs> The titles of the chapters will come as a byproduct of the what you're writing. I promise you, they will. Well, good, because I have none. But I, I do have 14 chapters written, believe it or not. I had no idea. So there you go. You're I'm pretty sure it was fine. like a couple weeks ago that I told you, I think I have like five. Yeah. And you know the beauty of each chapter? You know what the title can be? Chapter two. <laughs> chapter four. I was going to be, title I thought about being funny and being like chapter A, chapter seven, but then that would confuse people. And I think you I got shot like down a, on that one. And then A prime prime and then <laughs> B and B triple prime. I, I don't know. It can be fun. And now that I'm getting to that part of the process where I'm like, I, I was talking to Hillary and I said, okay, so I've got 14, the bulk of 14 chapters. So I just need one more. And she's like, you don't have to stop at 15. And I'm like, dang it. For like this whole time I've had in my head 15. I can, I can go past 15. I, I, I got to go fine tune the, the 14 that I have portions of. But um, and I have not announced this because I was overthinking it, but I'm super excited. We've got like a minute and a half um, to announce that Jeremy is doing the foreword of my book. I am I'm right? super excited. Yes, yeah. I, I am super excited because I. Um, yeah, I, I my in the middle of the night, I sat down and wrote the intro and that was my invitation was the intro. And I love Hillary's notes on my outline say done or um, complete, but needs a lot of work. And I'm like, Oh, I thought I liked it. I want to keep it that way. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> else will understand it. Other than like me, Jenna and three other neurodivergent people, but. That I understood it. Perfectly. But, so I'm super excited about that. And I appreciate, I really, really appreciate you uh, being willing to do that. Yeah, it'll uh, be done very shortly. So it'll be a good pairing to your book. I don't know. You're putting pressure on me because I'm like, man, I got to get the book done. If the for the forward can't be done before the book. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, well. All right. So no. And in all fairness, week. the forward to my book was done before my book was done. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel a little bit better. But. You should feel great. <laughs> Well, thank you again. I know you are busy and have a lot going on, but I appreciate you always making time. Um, and we'll, we'll do it again. And we'll have to talk about Sandcastle Radio next time. <laughs> Let's do that. It's super fun. All right. Thanks, Lori. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of All About the Benefits. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Until next time, friends. 